Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds, where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. And we are very far away. We, we are very far away. We are taking this social distancing thing very seriously. Yes, yes. We're I, doing this via the internet, Mike. Yeah, I, I'm all the way one side of Reading, you're all the other way on the other side of Reading. Yeah, this is madness. I like... Doing a podcast by internet, I think a lot of people do it, but it's just really odd to do like a home brewing podcast via the internet. Yes, because a lot of home brewing is about shared experiences and yeah. and drinking beer, which exactly we can drink the beer and we can describe our shared experience. So let's do that. All right, let's do that. So, um, Obviously, we haven't been um, putting out as many episodes as uh, we normally do. We do apologise for that. Um, Obviously, the whole lockdown has created uh, a very difficult situation in trying to organise getting things sorted. Recording-wise, has been quite difficult. And also just getting orders in for various different bits, acquiring beer and acquiring ingredients um, has all just been a little bit more difficult. But we will be trying to make sure that we do uh, uh, an episode a month just during lockdown before, and then we can resume our standard schedule um, just to try and make things a little bit easier drinking beer-wise. Yeah, because we're both in a situation where we're not drinking... Well, A, we're not drinking as much at home because there's no friends and family coming around to share. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but B, we're both in a situation where we're drinking other people's beer as well. So there's less incentive yes. to drink our own stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, like one of the big things for me at the moment is trying to make sure that I am um, helping out kind of local breweries. So I'm making sure I'm buying beer for them uh, or from them, sorry. So I, I tend to just have more beer in my house from outside sources than I normally would because I can't go to the pub, you see. Yeah. No, you can't go to the pub, can you? Oh, no. no. <laughs> uh, so what have, you been, what have you been doing with your time, Mike? Uh, have you been able to go to the pub? I have been working very hard. Uh, right. Those long-time listeners will know I currently work for uh, West Berkshire Brewery uh, in Yattenden, in Berkshire. West Berkshire, to be precise. And <laughs> we have a great benefit there of quite a modern uh effective packaging line that we sometimes package for other people as well and part of the lockdown has caused some really bad consequences for smaller breweries but for sort of medium-sized breweries and big boys as well there's a large amount being sold in supermarkets and that requires a lot of packaging so we we are flat out at the moment doing all sorts of stuff for all sorts of people it's a it's quite an exciting time to be getting involved with lots of different different beers that i've never seen before so that's quite interesting what's the what's the most sort of like niche brewery you've come across then 
Uh, interesting. So I suppose they probably can't be that niche, can they? Well, if, they're, if, if they're reasonably big. Yeah, exactly. And because one of the things I heard, uh, I don't know how much truth there is in this, is that a lot of the uh, medium to large packaging lines for a lot of breweries are quite old and also operated by gentlemen of an older age who right. happen to be in the higher risk groups. And so there are a lot of packaging lines around the country that have had to shut down entirely oh, just really? because so much of their workforce is uh, at high risk. Yeah and, yeah, yeah. and so since we're, you know, our packaging line's only a few years old um, and everyone who runs it is quite young. So we're go, go, go. So you, yeah, so you're able to operate a kind of full capacity and beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's good. We're we're keeping very safe. We're we're being sort of socially distant and everything. Um, yeah. Luckily, quite the, the, a lot of the machines are really far away from each other, so it's it's all quite easy to do. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lots to be getting on with. That's good. Yeah. What about That's yourself, good. Cal? Uh, I mean, not a great deal, really. Um, I've been playing a lot more banjo nice. <laughs> recently, trying nice. trying to get a bit better at that. Um, yeah, you know, just kind of using my daily exercise to try and get out as best I can. Um, and yeah, just, I mean, I suppose probably chatting on the phone to people a lot more than I normally do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that sort of like next week I might be able to start getting out in my kayak and potentially canoe because we're allowed to go out and kind of do a bit more recreational stuff uh, while still remaining socially distant. Yeah. Um, so I might be able to might be able to get paddling on the old river if the weather stays nice. Mm, exciting. So yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the episode's a bit different this week, isn't it? Yeah. Well, for for starters, we've rambled on about ourselves a bit much, but uh, that's <laughs> that's inevitable in a lockdown, I think. Yeah. And um, instead, what we've decided to do with this episode is instead of brewing what we would want to be brewing, which, as we've explained, isn't a lot because we've got loads of beer, uh, what we are doing is helping out people that might be, uh, let's say, intimidated or eager to try to brew for the very first time. And there are many routes to get there to, to take that first step into brewing. But one of the most common and most easiest is to go into a kit brew, something pre-prepared. Yeah. So, I mean, I imagine a lot of people during this lockdown have thought, okay, well, I can't get out to the pub. Um, I need to be a bit more frugal with cash. How am I still going to maintain drinking? And <laughs> probably turn to home brewing. Our partners at Maltmiller, they do uh, a good range of kit brews. And I know they've been kind of working around the clock trying to get orders out to people because the demand has just been a lot higher than it normally would be. Yeah, um, they've uh, they're, they're, they've had to prioritise certain malt orders because there's just yeah. not enough room in the van exactly. to go out. Exactly. Uh, so... I think the, the plan is to take a look at one of these kit brews and we're going to treat this as a back to basics episode. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I mean, I've never done a kit brew before. Um, I just went straight into sort of like uh, brewing a bag, 
all grain brewing. Uh, I don't think you've ever did a, done a kit brew before either, have you? No, no. I, I know many people that started on kit brews, and um, but luckily, I I knew enough people, both uh, amateur and professional brewers, to give me the advice and confidence needed in order to do go straight into all grain. Yeah, and that's. I I mean, it's it's a much bigger step, but it was still a first step. And that's yeah, often and, the hardest. I imagine you also knew you were going to want to do homebrewing enough that the investment in the kit would be worthwhile because like, like it doesn't matter how much you go, okay, well, I'm confident. I'm just going to go straight into all grain. If you don't think you're going to keep it up, buying the kit outright for all grain brewing is probably quite expensive. Yeah, I, I, I always was fascinated by the prospect of doing recipe creation and, and yes, that type of thing. Yeah. And uh, it's one of the things I wanted to get into later, but one of the, the almost one of the only drawbacks of doing a kit brew is that you have very little control over the, the, the ingredients used. Um, your, yeah. your kit turns up and that's what you got to go with. I mean, I suppose like, you know, we might see that as a, as a drawback, but I suppose if, if you're brand new to brewing, that's maybe not necessarily drawback, like not not having to worry about uh, any of those variables. Just going right, brilliant. I'll just I'll just press go and see what happens. Yeah, the, and, right. so, and so so that's not really a drawback for an amateur, I wouldn't say. No, and and you're guaranteed a much better result uh, through that route than yes. Well, not maybe not guaranteed, but one of the routes that I took the the very first, well, one of the very first brews I did was what's known as a smash beer where you yeah. you only have one single malt and single hop is is what the uh, smash stands for so you are essentially kit brewing in that you've not really created a recipe you're just using 100% of one thing and 100% yes. of another thing so there's no nuance but it still teaches you the ropes it still gets you to grips with what's there and and how certain things start one way and end another way yes yeah well i mean so this kit brew obviously you've got it and me yes. not being able to be there um, <laughs> what's in it right I so uh, i uh well talking with uh, martin at the malt miller uh he sent me a couple of kits from Mangrove Jacks uh, that do loads of kits on the maltmiller.co.uk. Uh, they're all very accessible, very easy. I was surprised just how easy. I I honestly didn't know where or what level of involvement uh, I was going to be getting involved with it, and I was right. so surprised how little. Uh, there was <laughs> on the brew day um and that's that's not not in a bad way i'll be honest yeah. like it's i i i having done both i didn't feel removed i felt like it's just saved me a lot of time right okay so do, do you think this is the sort of thing that you might be like okay well i do need a beer on because i'm running i'm running low and i don't really have time maybe i'll just get a kit in yeah, to be honest, yes. I, I, really? Yeah, I think the brew day itself was so streamlined yeah. that I, if, if I 
knew that I needed a beer in the fermenter and I only had like a hour slot to do it, then kit brew. Yeah. yeah, do it. Oh really? Just just get it in the get it in the bucket. Get- right, so can you give me a rundown of um do, do, do me a virtual unboxing. Okay, get, I'll describe. O- op- open the box for me. So you get given a very large pouch that feels right. all gloopy and heavy. The, the 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 gloop is on the inside, luckily. Oh, yeah, good, good. Uh, it, but ah, it's only part on the inside because the pouch itself actually has two compartments. Uh, one okay. one of which is the uh, the liquid malt extract uh, that you'll be using. That will have um, th- their own created malt base. Yeah. So they'll have their own recipe for what goes into that. As I say, you've got very little control over that mix, but it's, yes. it happened to be quite nice. And uh, then in the other pouch, you've got things like your, your sachet of yeast, your instructions, and if you've got a recipe that requires dry hop your hops as well okay so it's 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 quite convenient um yeah there's a little bit of a drawback in that i wanted the instructions before i started but you have to cut the pouch open to get to the instructions oh that's a shame but to cut the pouch open you also have to open the pouch the side with the malt extract in yeah there's yeah, no yeah. there's no easy way of getting the the instructions without opening everything else unfortunately right, that's a shame do, do do you know if they have the instructions on their website yeah yeah i found out later yeah it's just it's everywhere it's really right. easy to find i just yeah. uh, rushed in with the scissors and went oh so, no so if if somebody does decide to get one of these kits you can actually go onto their website and look at yeah. the instructions before you kind of cut into the pouch to make sure you've got everything you need yeah they've they've got a really uh a sort of a generic instructions uh that asks you to refer to various other things so i think they've got like right, one okay. set of instructions that basically covers 90 percent of their beers yes yeah and i then, mean i suppose kip brews are kip brews really aren't they there's yeah. probably very little variation in the the sort of production method exactly so i'll, I'll get into uh what the brew day consisted of Okay. First of all, you open the pouch. Hooray. Yep. Uh, you do this whilst you're getting three litres onto the boil. Uh, right. It's not a huge amount of water, to be honest, three litres, so it does not no. take a long time. You shove the hot water in the fermenter Okay. that, that you've already sanitised. So I, I had already sanitised that whilst I was waiting for the water to get to the boil. Luckily, yep. all my other bits, like the uh, the mash paddle... You start pouring in the malt extract and mixing it as you go. So that okay. uh, and and the fact that it's boiling water means it mixes in really quickly, really yes, easily. Yeah, uh, you got to watch out for a little bit in in corners and stuff. Apparently, uh, I <laughs> went uh, I a little bit overkill. I have a conical fermenter, and yeah. so actually stirring right at the bottom of a conical fermenter is actually kind of difficult. <laughs> And yeah, I think yeah, yeah. it would have been easier to do it in a bucket. Okay. So I've learned for that. That's, okay, that's yeah. good. And uh, then you need to add a little something extra. So they also sell pouches of, I, I think, a sort of pale malt yeast extract. Uh, okay. You can get other types. Um, each recipe sort of 
recommends like, oh, you also need like this, this, and it's it's one and a bit kilograms of stuff. Like it's it's just a little boost. Um, I think okay. I think there's just the pouches would be too big otherwise. Uh, right, if they yeah. had everything. Um, but what you can also do is uh, they they say you can use brewing sugar instead of that extra malt extract. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, which is, I mean, to be honest, like, like brewing sugar is just table sugar. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so that that's just basically to get it to the OG that you want, really. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. So I guess in theory you could add less water, blah, blah, blah. But... So you've you've got your three liters of hot water, boil, boiled water. Uh, yeah. You you stir in your extract, uh, or your extract and your sugar. Yeah. Uh, once that's done, you top it up with tap water, and then right, you okay uh, to the desired level, cold yeah. tap water. So that could be. Uh, I know some people use sort of. RO water just to try and keep the water chemistry a yeah. bit more balanced. But you know what? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can just no, use tap no, water. No. You'll still get a good beer. And then you make sure the temperature is not too hot. Yeah. So you measure that and, it, you know, you want it less than 30, ideally around sort of 20. Bung in the yeast, close the lid. That's it. Brew day done. Wow. Yeah, it does not take so, long. No, no, that I mean, that's what probably twenty minutes. I I reckon if I if I knew what I was doing, if this was like the third or fourth time I was doing it, I could have done yeah. it in twenty minutes, easy. Wow. Yeah, that's, it took me is... about thirty five minutes. Bloody hell, that is quick. Yeah, and that's so, that's from starting. That's from like yeah. right. I'm gonna brew. Let's get some water on. Go now. You you already have equipment, so you don't get any equipment with this, do you? No, so it's just a kit. If you if you yeah. are looking for kit to brew this sort of size batch, so all of the mangrove jack ones come as twenty three liters as standard. Yeah, and they sell their own sort of starter kit with everything that you need just to do one mangrove jack brew. Yeah, that you can use multiple times. It's not like you only get one yeah, brew right. out it's, of it yeah it's it, it's a plastic bucket uh mash paddle and all that sort of stuff isn't it so it's all yeah kit. well they they also in theirs they also supply a lot of the stuff that you need to do some basic bottling as well so it's it's not it's yeah. not just the fermentation not just fermentation no yeah. um, um but the malt miller uh, our partners also sell their own version so they they sell the mangrove jacks official as uh, uh, starter kit yeah. Uh, stuff, but then they've also sell their own version that's a little bit cheaper, a little bit more hand picked by them, uh, and doesn't have the branding on. So, hooray! Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I imagine they've been selling quite a lot of them at the moment because they 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 are. It's good stuff. Uh, like I say, like you can just reuse it again because I think you've got a bottling wand. I think you get some bottles. Yeah, bottle brush. You get yeah, you get all all that sort of stuff, which is. All stuff, so you can just go. Well, next time I just need to buy another kit, and there is other other ones out there as well. That oh, are, there's loads. Yeah, exactly, and you get a really good range. So I remember it used to just be things. I mean, this is years and years ago. It used to be like stout, lager, yeah. Ale. Like whereas now you can get really specific stuff. Yeah, so what was it you've done? Uh, the one I went for uh, was a session 
IPA, hazy session IPA, sorry. Uh, Excellent. And yeah, I, I think it's going to be quite interesting. Uh, like it's it's tucked away in the fermenter at the moment. I haven't done the dry hop yet. Uh, we, right. we've, we, we're we about sort of maybe a quarter of the way through the fermentation. Uh, yeah. the, the yeast has kicked in very well. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's going to be quite nice D- judging by the wort itself, which yeah. I, I'll be honest, if someone handed me this wort and said, I've just done an all grain brew, yeah. here's the wort and I'd drink it and go, you, yeah. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, but- it's very juicy. That, that would be the one thing that makes me a little bit suspicious. Like it's almost orange juice, almost right, okay. but malty as well. So it's, I, I think it's going to be a very nice beer. Well, make sure, um, you know, you keep some bottles aside so we can, uh, so we can try some. Oh yeah. Very interested to see how this turns out. Yeah. I, there's, yeah, there's definitely advantages with it, doing it this way. I, I do, yeah. I do recommend even, even seasoned homebrewers. Just give it a just go. Just give it a go. Like, oh, wow. Like, I, I had I had set in my mind to do, like, a whole morning's worth of stuff, like, including yeah, the pack yeah. down and everything. Like, because a normal brew day can take upwards of five hours sometimes. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially if you get, like, just an annoying stuck sparge or something yeah. along those lines. And, and so to have something that's actually just over half an hour <laughs> and you just go, What? So squeeze me. I can. What, what's happening? I can sit down and relax now. What? Yeah, I mean that that doesn't like we we can't start doing this uh, regularly because that kind of stops us from doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean it's not it's not really by the mash ton if we're not using a mash ton. Uh, that's true. That's the oh gosh, I only just realised that. Yeah, we're not being true to our name anymore. We're, we're not. It's, it's, oh. it's like. Uh, we're, uh, by the wort packet. By the uh, yeah, by by the fermentation <laughs> do, do fridge. Yeah, do, do, do we should change our name? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I think the the next one we'll probably get back to some uh, to some good classic all grain brewing. Uh, I hope so. So, I mean, there's not really much more to say. I mean, that sounds well, really straightforward. I mean, uh, we've we've covered a lot of the negatives already, where you yeah. you don't have that control, yeah, over uh, the the intricacies of the rep- recipe. So, yes, if if you've done a lot of kit brews, you know, maybe you want to be investigating doing some other things. But if you're just starting out, if you're just you just want to hit that first brew running i i I, mean, I can honestly recommend a kit brew yeah i mean to be honest i i don't see why you couldn't um actually alter some of these kits um you know if, if you're a seasoned homer and you know what you're doing there's probably not not a lot stopping you from actually changing things a little bit like no you, know, you could like you could do a mini mash of other grain and add that to the pre-existing wort. Yeah. Um, and you could also boil some hops up into that as well and do that. And you can always change your dry hops as well. Yeah. I mean, if you, get, there's, if you get a recipe that doesn't call for dry hopping, you can dry hop. Yeah. It's, it is a process that a lot of people do in that midway point is, is mm. that, uh, that sort of mini mash as you called it. Like it's yeah. where there is some grain and there is 
the extract. So you you know that the base beer is going to be fine because of the extract. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But and and it's got the benefit if you don't you're not needing a huge mash tun. But yeah, yeah you, you can just do it on the stove. You've got a little bit of influence into how the recipe's going to turn out as you say yes. with the hops as well and the yeast like you, you could you could tweak that as to your heart's content. Yeah, well, I mean, like you, you could mix your strains as well. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Think of it. And oh, that, I think, is one of the big advantages. I think with starting out with a kit brew yes. like this is that the one thing that it does not take a shortcut on, due to absolute necessity, is the fermentation process. Yeah, well, it can't. It can't. You know, it's no. You can't. You can't sort of cheat that. Not that this. Not that no. the rest of it's cheating, because it's not. It's it's a perfectly viable way of getting decent beer. But I think it does potentially do wonders for people that haven't got a lot of experience with beer. Teaching them the fermentation process first gets that in their mind. Gets that in their mindset. And I, yeah, I, I, I think is going to be yeah a wonderful, a wonderful move. Yeah, I, 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 I do quite like um, I do quite like the idea of it. It is something I'm probably going to have to give a go of myself. Yeah, as well, go on, um, and just see what happens. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, there was a little so, thing I was a little bit worried about. What's that? Uh, obviously, I've I've brewed many times. I've had yeah. infected beer. I was a little bit worried when it said add cold tap water. Yeah, I was thinking that when you said that. I'm like, I'm just like, um, is that sterile? But I mean, I don't know if, if they're saying it. If they're saying it, I, you know, there's maybe they're counting on the yeast being so sort of gung ho and yes. and and just fermenting super quick, getting getting that pH down, getting that alcohol in there. Hopefully it will be fine. I mean, tap water is mostly clean anyway. But exactly. I mean, it like it has went through a level of cleaning. It's not. It's not like you know we're living in the medieval times where we're, like all the water yeah. is literally filth. I'm getting water straight from the Thames. I am. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I mean, if you, if you are getting water straight from the Thames, then maybe <laughs> don't add that to your kit. Yeah, buy bottled water or something, or ask your neighbours. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, hopefully something. they don't live by the Thames. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean. Normally at this point we would do a BAE BAE. Um, yeah. We're not going to do that this time because really there's not that much going on, um, and anything that is going on is not really positive. So I think yeah. you know I, I just want to take a moment to kind of reiterate something we uh, kind of mentioned earlier. Now is a perfect time where you are at home. You can start home brewing, but don't forget to support your local breweries because they really need it they're not selling to pubs anymore most of them are now kind of setting up online shops uh, if they haven't already got one and they are doing direct sales um and you know if this is a time frame where we're you know we, we were going through a massive boom in craft beer and so many breweries were opening up and so many amazing brewers were coming about and it would be a real shame for this lockdown to basically end it 
Um, so yeah. I think support, like, make sure you're supporting your local breweries, getting in contact with them, seeing if you can buy beer from them. Um, and also don't forget about any pubs that are doing growler refills um, or are still trading in some level, you know, please do try to support them because they're going to disappear if we don't. Yeah, I know a lot of places are in a lot of trouble because their landlords are not giving them any slack and it's it's just a case yeah. of pay the rent or move out. Well, I guess we'll have to move out. Like, Yeah, well, that's, that's it. It's a like, really bad I mean, situation. You know, a, a pub that is very close to my heart, and I know it is to you, Mike, uh, the Nags Head in Reading, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that is going to be struggling, um, you know, as all pubs are. And, you know, it would be a, it would be a real shame to see a, a pub like that disappear. Um, yeah. So, you know, like as, as soon as these places are able to open in whatever capacity they are, please do make sure you support them yes. and also really support your local uh, breweries as well. I'll say get in contact with them, see if they're doing online sales, see if they're doing deliveries, pickups, whatever. Um, you know, make sure you keep yourself safe, but do try to support people as much as you can. Yeah. And I, I would like to reiterate as well that the big boys, the big, the, the breweries that live on small pack, are doing good like they're doing fine yes don't yeah, yeah don't worry about them don't feel like you have to support budweiser or yeah. you know i mean if you if you like bud by all yeah. means carry on drinking yeah yeah, yeah. If, if you but don't drink it for yourself don't don't think that you're helping them out because they are doing very yeah. well yes yeah yeah so you know get in contact with your local breweries like you know find out who they are get to know them yeah, um, you know, because we're going to need them on the other side of this. Yeah, a lot of them um, are delivering in person as well. Yes, uh, I I loved um, finding out about Signature Brew, uh, who have always had a, a big connection with music and, and musicians. Uh, Sam, yeah. the founder, is a musician as well, and they were hiring uh, musicians that would be touring but have had their tours cancelled as delivery right. drivers. It's a lovely bit of synergy there. So oh, there was there was people like getting their beers delivered by members of the Skints and stuff, and it was just like, what? Yeah. What? what is happening? That's hilarious. Um, right, so we're doing this all in one take, so there's yes. not going to be any like little musical stings. We're just going to go straight <laughs> in on a beat. I wonder if I've got um, my harmonica somewhere. Uh, you're going to try? No, nah, it's, it's too late, Mike. I've got a beer on my. Now the headphones are long enough. I can do it. Really? Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll chat about this beer that we're about to start drinking. Um, so whilst you're getting your headphones, also make sure you pick up Almasty Duotone. Okay, hang on. Is that the sting? <laughs> Was that it? Right, yeah, okay, brilliant. there you go. Um, right, so the first one we're going to drink, um, this is um, a cask beer, uh, which I managed to get a hold of. Um you know, so these aren't bottles that we've picked up from somewhere. This is a cask beer. It is a hazy pale ale from Almasty called Duotone. And it's a 4% pale. So this is what nice. we're going to be trying first. Um, I do believe you can probably go onto their website. You might be able to get this in bottles or cans. So have you, have you got the same beer, Mike? Yeah, I've, I've poured it out already. I am currently swilling and looking at it. Swirling, um, not swilling. 
How how do you feel about the the look and the swirl? Yeah, well, it's 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 got that nice pale. Uh, there's there's a hint of that sort of orange amber just creeping in, but it is still mostly pale, uh, hazy. As is the case with basically all of Almasty's beers, they love them. <laughs> yeah, they love yeah. it. They I love mean, it. like like hazy pale ale, like this. This is spot on. Like it looks exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the big fruit on the nose as well, though. The carbonation level uh, is to be expected for cask in that it's not like super bubbly, and I presumed it was yeah. only uh, put into bottle a, a little while ago. But even that's going to be enough time for some of the CO2 to come out of suspension in the in the yes. bottle. Yes, oh, definitely. But I see what you mean about God, the smell. Bit- yeah, such big fruity hits, like slightly piney. But I mean, that's what you expect from Almasty. Almasty always <laughs> do something a bit piney. I mean, they're, like their pump clips are made out of like tree rounds for crying out loud. Mm, but there's, you know, they they love it. There's there's also a, like a huge stone fruit thing going on as well in the smell. There's there's like a, a big peachy thing that's yeah, I, I think works quite well with that with that pine. Mm, Lovely. Definitely. Right, uh, who's yeah. going to have a sip first then? Uh, I reckon you should go in on it. All right. Um, see, it, like, it's just the smell of it. I'm really hoping that flavour comes through because I just, I want it. I want it so badly. That's nice. It's not as it's not as big juice as I was expecting. Uh, I, I, right, okay. Having smelt it and uh, that, that big, juicy uh, stone fruit, tropical pine thing, I was expecting like New England style, thick body, you know, big, a juicy mouthfeel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's not, but- it's really refreshing. It's really um, not like lemony, not not zingy, but just not heavy. Yeah, but it's it, light, you it, might it, say. It is, a, it is a session pale ale. So, you know, it's, I, I think it ticks that box. I think if it had been like full on, juicy fruity new england style i don't think it would have quite fit the the style description correctly no you're right i think it's a, it's, it's a session ipa first and it's a hazy mm. session ipa second yes yeah definitely but no i mean that that definitely that definitely ticks ticks the box and cal um, it's been so long since i've had cask beer thank you very much <laughs> thank you so That's much good. for sorting this that's 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 quite all right, Mike. Don't worry about it. It's it's such a difference, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like everything I've had has been like fridge cold, super fizzy. Yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, no, that's not true. Like some things have been straight from fermenters and bright tanks and stuff. So it's not that simple. But like finished package, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I do like like, like cellar conditioned. Like take like pull through a hand pump. Uh, yeah, it's it, it adds. It definitely adds stuff. Mm. Oh, I can imagine that being in a pint glass rather than this pretentious stemmed thing <laughs> that I have in front of me. God, what was that? What was that? What What were you thinking? Uh, I did also only bring upstairs one glass, so I have to finish this before the next one. I mean, that's that. That's not a problem. You, you like you can finish it. Did you fill it? Nearly. <laughs> Nearly. Okay. Well, you get that down, yeah, and I'll introduce the next beer. Um, Wait. Hang on. Then. A- hang on. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Give us a harmonica. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's 
It's it's like you're in the room with oh, me. I know, Mark. it's brilliant, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's amazing. Right, so this is um, uh, another hazy session IPA from Pomona Island. Ooh. I don't really um, know it, much about them. What, what's, their, what's their deal? Uh, they make very tasty beer, basically. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly where they are from. Um Let's see if I can find out a little bit of information from the... And uh, um, whilst he does that, w- I'll point out... W- they, oh, they sorry, are you go. Based, in, based in Salford. Oh, so we've gone from Newcastle all the way to Salford. We have, yeah. Award-winning brewery based in Salford, don't you know? But yeah, it's, it's very similar in appearance. Um, more orange. More orange? More orange. A bit more orange. So a little pour that out. So this is four point five percent as well. So it is point five percent stronger than the Almasty, but I don't know if that's going to make that much of a difference. Mm. It seems to have held its carbonation a little bit more uh, as well. Yeah, Not that's, that's important. I presume it's cask again. It is cask. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Don't you worry about that. You know. Ooh. It was. Uh, Sorry, I've just stuck my nose in it. It's ah, uh, it's unusual. There's there's almost like a lavender floral thing going on there, as well as fruit. It's yeah, that is interesting. It, I mean, it it doesn't ha- hit you in the face as much as the Almasty. No, the the Almasty was a big juicy mess. Yeah, yeah, a big juicy mess. Right, go on, have have, have a taste of it. Tell no, me you first this time. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just go on about. You know, it, it, cask beer is wonderful, and I imagine it was one of the the biggest crimes in in the cask beer world recently was the sheer amount of cask beer that's had to be tipped down the drain just because it was tapped and ready to go just before lockdown happened. And um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. I, yeah, I mean, it, it hurt me seeing those videos. Yeah, but there's but, not much you can do about it. So, but this doesn't hurt me. This is beautiful. <laughs> like it's not. It's not as kind of fruity. Um, it's I don't know a bit more, um, bit more herbal, a bit more spicy. Um, like, mm. Have have a try of it. Tell me what you think. Yeah, like, it's it's more subtle. I think. Yeah, and that that sort of floral nose to it isn't really present in the taste as, as you say like no. i'm getting a bit of a noble finish to it um yes yeah yeah also a little bit more malt than i was expecting as well maybe yeah. maybe it was um based off the almasty but for that one you had you had the sweetness and you had like a hint of that that pale sort of cracker malt. Yes. but but yeah. this one actually has a bit of bite behind it it does it does which uh, is quite nice i mean very very drinkable but again like this is the session ipa um, you know, it's it it does exactly what it says on the tin. Mm. Second, second, third sips. I'm getting more of that floral stuff now, so that is kicking in. That's I. I was worried that that was an aroma only thing, but yes, it does seem uh, to I be mean, lingering. I, I, like they do, they do kind of. Um, Caspi, I find always kind of grows as well, like. You know, pe- people come into the pub and they go, oh, can I, can I just have a little taster of that? And they, and they get like a, a little shot glass taster of it. And they, they make their decision based off that. But for me, cask beer, you need to have at least a half yeah, to really get your head around the taste because 
because Caskbeer is essentially like, you know, it's still alive, basically. So as it warms up, the flavors change and, you know, as it as it kind of loses a bit of carbonation and stuff, everything sort of like changes out. So I think you've really mm. got to you've got to have a few goes before you can really decide if if you like it or not. Yeah, plus uh, flavors from anything before are going to affect the flavors you have afterwards. Like it, it's just the nature of food and drink. If you, yes. if you have a certain style of drink before sipping the one you're trying, it's going to taste different to, than if you have a different type of drink before the one you're trying. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh, that was yeah. a very long winded way of saying that, but you know, it's, it's, it's just basically be careful what you have before the thing you're trying and one way to mitigate yeah. that is to drink more of it. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Although, I mean, because there's also masking as well. So if you are having something that's sort of, if, if you're going for like one of those big imperial stouts, if you have a very sweet beer before that, you, that's going to yeah. mask some of the sweetness and then you'll taste more of the roast and of the, of the yeast character and, and yes, of the complexity. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you have something that's very roasty and dry and then you have a double, it's just going to taste sweet and rich and round. And so it's, it's a very complicated mess and, and beer is nice. It, beer is nice, but you know, I like, I think the, the easy takeaway from that is um, if you've got cask beer, get at least a half, if not yeah. a pint of it to decide whether or not you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, thim- yeah. A, th- a thimble is not enough to make a decision. Maybe a third uh, if it's strong. Yeah, yeah. I, but I'd say, you know, you, you haven't really tried a beer until you've drank a half of it. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, we do only have the two beers um, because trying to get a hold of beer at the moment is reasonably difficult without ordering online. Um and you know, I just happen to have access to some tasty cask beer, so I thought mm. you know we'd we'd take a swing at those two. Um, do you have a preference? I think the Almasty is more just lovely, whereas the Pomona Islands a bit more like hmm. There's stuff. There's stuff going on. There's, there's, it's, it's more of a thinker. It's more of a thinker. It's not quite as a pleasant experience, but it is a more interesting experience. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, but no. it depends what mood I'm in. Yeah, yeah. If, if you want to sit and ponder, then you go on Pomona. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, I mean, I think that's about all we've got time for, unless you've got anything else you want to add, Mike. No, other than just, yeah, kit brews are good. And uh, if, if you are on the fence about giving one a try, jump off that fence on the side of trying it. It's worth it. It's, I mean, I, I've, I'm definitely convinced. Um, so, yeah, as I said uh, right at the start, we are going to try and change it so that we're releasing one episode a month. Um, that is going to change back to our normal recording schedule um, once we can kind of um, arrange things, you know, kind of once lockdown is eased or once it's stopped and we can actually start recording together again um so you know we will keep you up to date on that um yeah follow us on twitter follow us um on all the other various different bits of social media uh, instagram and stuff like that just search for at by the mash ton um and if you've got any questions 
do get in contact with us. You can contact our email, which is just bythemashstone at gmail.com, uh, or you can contact us on Twitter, Facebook. If you've got any questions about equipment, about kit brews, um, and various different bits like that, do get in contact with our partners at themaltmiller.co.uk. They are more than happy to help. Um, but do give them a little bit of leeway, especially if you're contacting via email, because they are very, very busy at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Rushed um, off their feet. So <clears throat> so they will get back to you because they're very nice people, but there might be a bit of a delay as they're trying to ship out. Oh, I can only assume it's millions of tonnes of grain. Um, so yeah that's about everything we've got time for Uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time see ya Bye. bye